Hey everybody, this is Evan, uh, one-third of the RPG podcast, also found as EP Low on Sleeper, coming to you to summarize some week one performances that I really liked, and then looking forward to week two and what games I'm going to be watching in week two. So week one performance, we're going to start with running backs here, and then we're going to go wide receivers, and then just one tight end uh, of note that I wanted to bring up. And then we'll go over some quarterbacks that impressed and some quarterbacks that I thought didn't quite live up to expectations. So in week one, we had Mo Ibrahim coming back off of a major injury for Minnesota. He had 21 rushes for 132 yards and two touchdowns. Big week for him for the Gophers. We had Jalen Berger, the transfer from Wisconsin to Michigan State, taking over for Kenneth Walker in the backfield there. 16 rushes for 120 yards and a touchdown. We had Nicholas Singleton for Penn State, who only had nine rushes for 22 yards. But as a true freshman and one of the highest rated recruits coming out of high school last year, coming into Happy Valley, it's extremely encouraging to be able to see him get the amount of snaps that he did this past week for Penn State. We also have Zach Charbonnet for UCLA who had 21 rushes for 111 yards and a touchdown. We had Raheem, also known as Rocket Sanders, uh, for Arkansas, who had 20 rushes for 117 yards. We had Zach Evans, who everybody's really hoping for a breakout season from over at Ole Miss. Uh, The transfer from TCU, who had 20 rushes for 130 yards. We had Braylon Allen, last year's freshman phenom, uh, coming into college as a 17-year-old and absolutely running rough shot over the Big Ten. He ran for 14, he had 14 rushes, 148 yards, and two touchdowns. And then we also had Tank Bigsby, who reclaimed some of his freshman year form with 16 rushes for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Deuce Vaughn, the, the mini mus- muscle hamster, as I like to refer to him, uh, for Kansas State. He's always fun to watch. Absolute dynamic runner. Not sure if it'll translate to the NFL based off of his size, but fun to watch in college. He had 18 rushes for 126 yards and a touchdown. We had Frank Gore Jr. Yes, Frank Gore's kid uh, who goes to Southern Miss, and he had 32 rushes for 178 yards and two touchdowns. Once again, a guy that the size may not translate to the NFL level. Jameer Gibbs, the Georgia Tech transfer for Alabama, had nine rushes for 93 yards. We had Travion Henderson, the standout last year, once again running rough shot over the Big Ten for Ohio State, had 15 rushes for 91 yards. Encouraging performance from him on an Ohio State offense that most think will be absolutely dynamic once again. Uh, E.J. Smith for Stanford. Uh, He's the son of Emmett Smith. He had 11 rushes for 118 yards and two touchdowns. And then we had Bijan Robinson uh, having 10 rushes for 71 yards and a touchdown. And Sean Tucker, who I'm pretty high on, having 21 rushes for 90 yards and a, t- and a touchdown. Moving on to wide receiver with Luther Burden, who was one of the top-rated high school recruits coming out this past year who also got a lot of snaps, much like Nicholas Singleton. He only had three receptions for 17 yards and a touchdown for Mizzou. Uh, Anias Smith, wide receiver for Texas A&M, had six receptions for 164 yards and two touchdowns. He's a big, big play type of receiver. 
CJ Johnson for East Carolina. I uh, had six receptions for 90 and, and a touchdown. A guy that I don't I don't think will athletically test fantastic. Um, could be a uh, later round NFL pick. Rakeem Jarrett, who is a five-star recruit coming out of high school, uh, is now in his draft-eligible year at Maryland after having a down year last year. Uh, he had six receptions for 110 yards. Zay Flowers, an absolute target hog for Boston College from Phil Jakovic. Uh, he had 10 receptions for 117 yards and two touchdowns. And then moving on to tight end, we had Jatavion Sanders, who coming out of high school was the top rated athlete in the entire class. And they weren't sure whether he was actually going to play defense or if he was going to play tight end at the next level. There was talks of him playing both sides. Ultimately, Texas decided on putting him at tight end and he should be an absolute freak of an athlete. He had six receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown this past week. Some QBs in in some short stints and some longer stints uh, that impressed me week one. J.J. McCarthy for Michigan, Drake May for North Carolina taking over for Sam Howell, Caleb Williams taking over at USC in the Lincoln-Riley offense, Anthony Richardson down at Florida, absolutely running rough shot, Bryce Young. Alabama. Everybody should know that name by now, or most people should know that name by now. And then some QBs that disappointed last week. Phil Jakovic, I just expected more from him in that game, uh, playing playing against a, a bad, bad defense, and he just didn't seem to capitalize as much as I expected. Jackson Dart, you know, there was a lot of expectations with him leaving USC, and he just seemed like a guy. He, he didn't seem as special as everybody made him out to be. And then Spencer Rattler, once again, doing what Spencer Rattler does. I mean, he has some throws that you just look at him and you say, wow. And then he has some throws that you're just like, where is the brain between his ears? Like, it just doesn't seem like it's there. So that's a, a quick wrap up of uh, week one, some highlights from it, some players to watch moving forward. And then looking at game two or week two, some of the games that I'm going to be watching is going to be Texas and Bama at 11 a.m. Honestly, I don't think it'll be that close of a game. I think Bama pretty easily handles Texas. Uh, the Texas defense just isn't where it needs to be to be able to compete with Bama at this point. And Bama's got one of the best defenses in all of college football. Uh, South Carolina versus Arkansas, once again, trying to watch Spencer Rattler, trying to see if he shows any more signs of improvement. Uh, also like Jaheim Bell from this game. He's uh, the tight end for Carolina. If you watch the game, you might not realize he's a tight end because they line him up all over the field. Missouri and Kansas State. Once again, this is another game I'm watching Luther Burden, trying to see how many snaps he's going to be getting, how much playing time he's going to be having. And then also watching Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State watching him run Tennessee versus Pitt had a lot of influence being down here in Nashville of a lot of UT fans. So been trying to watch more, more Tennessee also like watching Hendon hooker from a college side and um, from an NFL side, he's going to be a little bit older coming out. So I think that's a little, a little bit less viable uh, Pitt trying to watch Keaton Slovis uh, sling the ball around and cannot a uh, there as well. 
And then the big game for me is going to be the 6 p.m. game. It's going to be Kentucky versus Florida. We got Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson, two potential first-round picks, two potentially top 10 picks uh, in this coming draft cycle. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. And then we got USC Stanford uh, wrapping up the back end of the night. They're playing a little bit early for being on the West Coast at 6.30 Central Time, but still looking forward to seeing it. Don't get to watch a ton of them just because they are out west and usually they have a later start. All right, everybody. So that's the the wrap up of week one. Looking forward to a great week two in college football and uh, looking forward to continuing these recaps to keep everybody in the loop. <laughs>